Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Amazon Book Club. This week, we're reading A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. It's our one-year anniversary, a whole year of reading garbage books, and we've decided to reward you with a classic. We're celebrating Christmas in style. We're reading A Christmas Carol with Charles Dickens. I already said that. All right. Fuck it. everybody you know for a good liberal like me them's fighting words i'm liable to get shot saying something like that but i've decided to cross the picket fence and to greet my good christian friends on this day and end the war on christmas today we celebrate christmas the right way my name's austin hannah i'm ganesh sarma and reluctantly shane burklow and this week we're reading a christmas carol by charles dickens the big baby the big baby Baby, as it's famously known, America's greatest, well, not America's, the world's <laughs> greatest Christmas story. Kenny, she excited about this? Oh, yeah. Tiny Tim, uh, Scrooge McDuck, Scrooge, uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, I believe Donald. And the news. Mm. And the ghost, the creepy taxi driver that was in the Pogues. Yeah, sure. And Jacob, Jacob Marley, a classic. I hope you're ready, Ganesh. Do we even need a synopsis of this? I, I think I do, because I am unfamiliar with the story. Are Ex you excuse me? kidding around? I know the beginning, and I know the end, and I don't know what... I know that there are three spirits. Well, lucky for you, we got three more pages. Little Mr. Hallmark Christmas doesn't even know a Christmas carol. Yeah, as we've recently established, Ganesh Sarma loves the Hallmark Channel. All he watches are Hallmark Christmas movies, but yet... When you ask him about a, a true Christmas institution like the Christmas Carol, he draws a blank. You didn't even see the film last year, The Man Who Invented Christmas, about Charles Dickens writing this book? You didn't see that either? You didn't you, see that? You, Nobody saw that. If it didn't have the word kiss, prince, twist, or misses in it, I didn't see it. Huh, so the movie Kiss, Prince, Twist, Misses is your favorite movie. <laughs> it's a rock and roll anthology film. <laughs> Whoa, okay. Anyway, you know what? First of all, Let's fuck. Let, I'm just going to I'm calling an audible right here. Fuck the synopsis. We got a new voicemail on the Amazon Book Club hotline. This is where you put in some kind of boisterous Amazon Book Club hotline sound effect that we will use in the future. Maybe like an air horn, maybe some gunshots, maybe like a clown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, clown yelling hotline. Anyway, we have a new voicemail. Let's check it out right now. Hey, guys. I just wanted to call you back and um, kind of apologize uh, for my the snarkiness of my last message, I was just kind of thinking about it. And I realized that like, you know, it's not good for me to take out, you know, my feelings on you guys. And so, uh, yeah, I just wanted to apologize. I'm going through a lot. Okay. Right. Things are hard. And sometimes you misplace anger and I misplace my anger at the current state of my butt on you guys i'm having butt problems all right bye y'all love you sorry about your butt dude uh, from one uh, rough butt to another my <laughs> condolences yeah so it sounds like our previous caller had some regrets 
and maybe a little uh, bit of time to reflect. Hey, tis the season. It is the season to forgive not only others, but yourself. And to forget everything. Yeah. Yeah. Drink as much alcoholic eggnog as you can and forget your problems. You know, I'm glad this guy's doing well. Yeah. So on that note, <laughs> it does not sound like he's doing well. That it sounded well. like he was dying in the last it one. It does sound like he's better, it's you know, better. physically, mentally. We're not sure where he's at, but it, it does seem like we do have a second voicemail on the hotline. Hey, uh, <laughs> me again. Sorry for back to back, back to back. Uh, Call calls like uh, like uh, the Drake song, but uh, I just wanted to make sure maybe you guys like maybe wouldn't put this on the air because now that I'm thinking about it, I'm really uh, realizing that um, I'm sharing I'm sharing personal things that I might have shouldn't have shared, and um, so yeah, just hoping that you guys will not uh, I repeat will not uh, air this and. Uh, yeah, anyway, so just wanted to <laughs> just wanted to to say that, you know, making mistakes, everyday learning and living. So, all right, love you guys. Bye-bye. All right, right off the bat, I just want to say this guy keeps saying I love you. Yeah, well. I don't I, know you. Oops, really, tis the season to uh, have some mischief. Sorry, we're airing your call. Yeah, all calls are final and do air is something <laughs> I want to say explicitly right now. If you call and leave a message, it's going on the air. I don't care how bad it is, how long it is, how short it is. Yeah. How high pitched it is. Yeah. How disgusting it is. Yeah. We're going to air it. Yeah. I don't care how well, you know, I won't air racist messages. No, no, sir. Unless they're against Ganesh. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, give us a couple lumps of coal for airing your message, yeah. sir. But Sorry, sir. sir. Anyway, that's great. Now, do we want to get into the business of reading A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens? Is that what we're doing here? That's what we're doing here, Austin. We're reading A Christmas Carol, a English classic. Ah, that's right. By Charlie D himself. Well, really just dragging out the title and author of Charles. The book. Yeah, like you're a casual Schwab little Dickens. Buds. Yeah. Well, you guys, you know it. You love it. Oh, are we not reading the synopsis? Oh, I thought you said not to read it. You know right, it. Read no, it. you're right. Fuck it. Let's it, jump in. It, We're reading the first page. It's uh, a miracle. It's a Christmas it's, it's miracle. It's a miracle. A cook goose for everyone. Here we go. Everybody put your old time nightcap on and light a candle because we're jumping into the first page of A Christmas Carol. Morley was dead to begin with. Damn right. There is no doubt whatever about that. The register of his burial was signed by the clergyman, the clerk, the undertaker, and the chief mourner. You know, I've never read this book. Have you guys? No, I've just seen like, it I've adapted seen in it film. Ad- yeah, well, mostly Muppets for me. <laughs> yeah. This is a big Muppet I, thing for me. They make a DuckTales version. I have seen that. I was so afraid of the Muppets version. Are you afraid of the Muppets? No, that when the two balcony guys come out and they're in the chains. Statler and Waldorf. Like, two episodes in a row, you don't know the names. Early, that is scary. I will this, say. That's yep. actually the Scar song from Lion King. But they do. Well, we couldn't get the rights to the other one. Yeah. They sing a scary song and it was shocking. Puppets do scare me, like unnaturally, especially Henson creations generally. Uh, the scariest thing I've ever seen is an episode of Eureka's Castle, Halloween episode. Just throwing it out there. Scariest thing I've seen involving puppets is Jeff Dunham. Those are puppets, right? Well, he's not, but yeah, the others. They're really like allegories for America. Let's jump back into the book. <laughs> Old Marley was as dead as a doornail. Mind, I don't mean to say that I know of my own knowledge what there is particularly dead about a doornail. 
as I might have been inclined myself to regard a coffin nail as the deadest piece of ironmongery in the trade. Whenever we read like real books, I always realize how stupid I am. <laughs> <laughs> the free ebooks are ju- just my speed. That's very r- simple. That's right down the middle. Stuff. Those are I can that's right in my wheelhouse. These are like I have to, I I have to listen to this. I feel like I'm using my time wisely when I read these books. Well, I would say we're always using our time wisely on this podcast nope. that makes no money and costs us money. It's the best way to use your time and money. But the wisdom of our ancestors is in the simile, and my unhallowed hands shall not disturb it, or the country's done for. You will therefore permit me to repeat emphatically that Marley was as dead as a doornail. Rip dog. Uh. Freaking stink it, douche. Man, just how Charles Dickens intended. That's the one and a half cans of Fresca right there. <laughs> Beautiful grapefruit flavor. Scrooge knew he was dead. Of course he did. How could it be otherwise? This episode brought to you by Fresca. Do you want that grapefruit stank on your breath? Drink Fresca. Scrooge and he were partners for I don't know how many years. Scrooge was his sole executor, his sole administrator, his sole assign, his sole residui, residuary legit legatee. <laughs> oh, Lord, we're <laughs> pressing Ganesh to its limits. A little tiptoe into French. His sole friend and sole mourner. And even Scrooge was not so dreadfully cut up by the sad event, but that he was an excellent man of business on the very day of the funeral. Shit. That's Ganesh right there. Sell, sell, sell. I'm dead. (laughs) Coffins are for closers. (laughs) And solemnized it with an undoubted bargain. Solemnized? You guys keeping up? Um, Yeah, he's a dead guy. I know how it goes. Dead as a doornail, I Mm. heard. The mention of Marley's funeral brings me back to the point I started from. I keep thinking all of them as Muppets. (laughs) (laughs) Is that right? Yeah, because Kermit is the nice little man. And uh, what's his name? Michael uh, Clark Duncan is the main... The Scrooge. Oh. No, it's not. It's the British man. What's his name? Oh, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Yeah, no. Michael Clark Duncan is an inspired casting choice that I'm going to put in my back pocket till the end of this book. As you should. The mention of Marley's funeral brings me back to the point I started from. There is no doubt that Marley was dead. This must be distinctly understood or nothing wonderful can come of the story I am going to relate. Same with uh, Michael. get it, man. He's dead. Also, Michael Clark Duncan. Also dead. Yeah, he passed. Unfortunately. His heart was just too small for his body. (laughs) If we were not perfectly convinced that Hamlet's father died before the play began, there would be nothing more remarkable in his taking a stroll at night in the in an easterly wind upon his own ramparts than there would be. Uh, I'm familiar with ramparts from the national anthem. That's where I've I've heard about those before. What's a rampart? Well, it has a red glare. Uh, uh, you go over it. Oh, over it. Over. Or. Or. Oh, what? You guys are both looking at me, and I don't know the song you're talking about. Uh. <laughs> Did you ever check the Billboard Top 100, bud? <laughs> the National Anthem. No, I don't keep up with pop music. Star Spangled Banner? No, too pop for me. Francis Scott Key, you ever heard of him? No. Damn. Well, you know, turn on the radio once in a while, bud. I don't like, you know, I don't like the dance music. I don't like the techno. Yeah. Then there would be in any other middle-aged gentleman rashly turning out after dark in a breezy spot. You know, the National Anthem is like due for a remix, right? Nobody's remixed it yet. That's going to be, if when somebody finally remixes that and it drops, buddy. This country's going to lose its fucking mind. Will you stand for that? I will stand for that anthem. You get Tiesto back there, dropping the bass. Well, I won't just stand. I'll I'll beat up the beat. I'll fist pump. I'll take some molly to that. Hell yeah. Give me a pacifier. (laughs) It's going down in the club tonight. Red, white, and blue glow sticks, baby. Fourth of July every night when that shit drops. National anthem featuring uh, Flo Rida. 
Daddy Yankee. That's actually appropriate. Say, St. Paul's churchyard, for instance, literally to astonish his son's weak mind. Scrooge never painted out old Marley's name. There it stood years afterward, above the warehouse door. Scrooge and Marley. The firm was known as Scrooge and Marley. Sometimes people new to the business called Scrooge, Scrooge, and sometimes Marley. But he answered to both names. It was all the same to him. Oh, but he was a tight-fisted hand at the grindstone Scrooge. A squeezing, wrenching, grasping, scraping, clutching, covetous old sinner. That was beautiful. I thought you were rapping. Throw that shit on the national anthem. That's fire. Yeah. Scrap what they have. Yeah. What's his name? Alex Graham Bell. Get him out of here. <laughs> I don't think that's right. Hard and sharp as flint, from which no steel had ever struck out generous fire, secret and self-contained, and solitary as an oyster. A nor'easter? Would you like a reaction from us? The cold within <laughs> him froze his old features, nipped his pointed nose, shriveled his cheek, stiffened his gait, made his eyes red, his thin lips blue, and spoke out shrewdly in his grating voice. A frosty rhyme was on his head and on his eyebrows. This is scary. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, this is a terrifying book. He carried his own low temperature always about with him. He iced his office in the dog days and didn't thaw at one degree at Christmas. Keeps it cold. That's yeah. what that means. He likes a cold house. Mm -hmm. Oh, is that where we're stopping? Have you decided? I just, I'm so jazzed. I want to read the whole damn thing. What do you think? It, what, should we do a 15 hour episode? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do it? We're already on Molly. No. It'll be fun All in right. a while. All right. All right. Come uh, on, come all on. right. You want to jump ahead now to the 25% mark of the book, The Christmas Carol? I can't wait to hear what your Scrooge is going to sound like. I'm ready to hear his Tiny Tim, if you know what I'm saying. I don't. I want to hear how you uh, characterize Tiny Tim. Oh, okay. Let's jump ahead to the 25% mark of A Christmas Carol. Jump in now to the 25% mark of A Christmas Carol. When Scrooge awoke, it was so dark that looking out of bed, he could barely, he could scarcely distinguish oh. the transparent window from the opaque walls of his chamber. Didn't realize Charles Dickens had such a free-flowing pose that he would change words halfway through a sentence. <laughs> he was endeavoring to pierce the darkness with his ferret eyes. Ah, oh, that's what they call me. <laughs> I relate. Around the office? Uh, just around life. Uh, I've heard you guys say it. <laughs> I didn't realize you'd heard. When the chimes of a neighboring church struck the four quarters, so he listened for the hour. To his great astonishment, the heavy bell went on from six to seven and from seven to eight and regularly up to twelve, then stopped. Twelve! Midnight. It was past two when he went to bed. The clock was wrong. An icicle must have got into the works. Twelve! <laughs> That's your first guess? Guess an icicle fell into the works. Hey, that's how it worked back then. Yeah. The only problem was things falling from above. I wish we could go back to a time where the only thing you had to worry about was something from above you falling onto you. Gravity was yeah. to be feared. Pianos on strings. Um, Anvils. Anvils even. Sure. Rocks, pebbles, meteors. Uh, asteroids even. Sputnik. Uh, plane parts. Uh, that was a simpler time. All right. Now everything's... This is just kids on their cell phones, but it's just... Uh, 
He touched the spring of his repeater to correct this most preposterous clock. Its rapid little pulse beat 12 and stopped. Time has stopped. Yeah, I think we get it. What, ever. Uh, what's, uh, what's Scrooge sound like? What does Scrooge hmm. sound like? Well, this is your decision. You've never asked yeah. us for advice. You have creative control. We've right made now, it. Bud. First of all, we just realized we hadn't even said this. This was a good time to say it. This is like our one year anniversary of the show. Hey! We've done this show for one year. And in one whole year, you've never asked us to give you advice on a voice. Is so, the next year going to be you asking us for advice? Do we Probably have to, not. Do we have to do more work? Right now, we're doing the bare minimum. And I don't want to do any more than that. Yeah, you do the you work. You do the work. You read, you do the voices, you entertain us. Now hit us with your best. And then you edit it. Hit us with the Scrooge. Well, that's the ghost. Sorry. That's a good ghost. Yeah, I like I that. like. I like where you're going. That sounded right. And I believe in what you're going to pull out for Scrooge. Why, it is impossible. <gasps> it's that Scrooge. It, it's him. A little bit of Macbeth in there, I think. I, I, I see him as clear as day. It's Scrooge. Scottish? That I can't have slept through a whole day and far oh, into another night. You're losing it, man. All right, man. Bring it is it impossible in. that anything has happened to the sun. Okay. And this is 12 at noon. Oh, that sounds, sounding good. All right. The idea being an alarming one, he scrambled out of bed and groped his way to the window. Excuse me. He, Sir. I'm just your floor. He was obliged to rub the frost off with his sleeve of his dressing gown mm. before he could see anything. And he... Now, where's his candle? And could see very little then. Scrooge, get out that candle and light it. Don't mind the wax dripping. All he could make out was that it was still very foggy and extremely cold. And that there was no noise of people running to and fro and making a great stir, as there unquestionably would have been if night had beaten off bright day and taken possession of this world. He's beaten off, huh? Night. Ah. Night's a beater. This was a great relief because three days after sight of the uh, this first of exchange paid to Mr. Ebenezer Scrooge or his order and so forth would have become a mere United States security if there were no days to count by. Wait, this takes place in the United States? No. No, absolutely not. I think not. it's a joke, bud. Yeah. About those damned colonies. Those Yankees. That's us. Scrooge went to bed again and thought and thought and thought it over and over and could make nothing of it. The more he thought, the more perplexed he was and the more endeavored he didn't he endeavored not to think the more he thought. Marley's ghost bothered him exceedingly. Ooh. Every time he resolved within himself after mature inquiry that it was all a dream, his mind flew back again like a strong spring released to his first position and presented the same problem to be worked all through. Was it a dream or not? Sounds like every day when I wake up. Yeah. Is this a dream or do no. I just smell really bad? <laughs> it's a nightmare. Every day's a waking nightmare. That's what happens when you replace your bed with a Bowflex. Yeah. Shane has just been pumping hot iron on that Bowflex every day, every night. The boy doesn't sleep or drink water. What's that pack looking like? Six? You got seven? Oh my God. Ten? Uh, Damn, it's glowing. Take a peek, boys. Jesus Christ. You're like the star on top of the Christmas tree, glowing like a beautiful new boy. Oh, yeah. Jesus. I'm um, glad you guys got to take a little peek. Yeah. So anyway, Bowflex, if you're out there and you want to send us a little money for pimping your products, I mean, I wouldn't say no. Don't want a Bowflex, though. And thanks for the marvelous unit for me to twerk my juice on. Yeah. It 
looks real good. Scrooge lay in this state until the chime had gone three quarters more when he remembered on a sudden that the ghost had warned him of a visitation when the bell tolled one. He resolved to lie awake until the hour was past, and considering that he could no more go to sleep than go to heaven, this was, perhaps, the wisest resolution in his power. So the ghost came at midnight and was like, hold on. It's like, yo, we got another ghost coming at one, so stay awake. My guy's coming in at one, then I can take off. It's Marley, right? switch. They're working shifts. Marley shows up and is like, you're going to be visited by three ghosts tonight, buckaroo. Yeah. And hey, one's going to be the ghost of Christmas future. I believe that's right. One's going to be the ghost of Christmas past. And then the third one, you got it. Is one's going to be the ghost of Christmas? A present. Is it? It doesn't work that way. We have it all wrong. I think we got it right. So, like, one's the ghost of 75%. One's the ghost of 25%. Oh, no. Of- oh, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. I, I like, see what you did. I like where your head's uh, at. I see what you did. Let's I put like- it in terms I can understand. Yeah, finally. Ganesh understands something. No, the one ghost is just, like, this little angel. <laughs> I don't remember that. But remember? then again, like I said, I've never read the book. So, what had happened if he had just not stayed up and just fallen back asleep? Would none of this have happened? They'd wake him up. Say, hey, buddy. Like, sir. Hey, sir. Up, up and at him. Sir, we're doing wait, we're doing this thing. Marley has paid us to do this thing. Oh, he's paid them? In ghost, I think in ghost, in ghost bucks. That's why they're What's doing What's the it? motivation here? Why does anybody want to save Scrooge? Because he can save others. He can save Tiny Tim's father. Because he's got all the money. Oh man. What's so that's Tiny what we Tim's need to do to dad? fix the world. Just have ghosts visit the capitalists and explain to them that poor people don't deserve to die. Is that what all that has to happen on this Actually, Christmas? that's a really good plan. Okay, cool. I'm gonna uh, scare up some ghosts and see what I can figure out. You know, it'd be great if it didn't take ghosts or because those don't exist. It just took real people. Gosh, now people were just like, "Hey, you rich dickheads!" Nah, we're, that doesn't work. We're thinking more too, powerful coming from ghosts. We're thinking too big. You know, with all the theatrics in the world, they could just fake ghosts. Yeah, if they can make old if people. they can make people holograms, no doubt. We can make ghosts. Yeah, just like Kubrick made the movie of Neil Armstrong on the moon. You just need the new version of that. This is our f- new fake moonshot. Moon landing? Yes. A moonshot is something Ganesh does with his ass. <laughs> <laughs> the quarter was so long that he was more than once convinced he must have sunk into a doze unconsciously and missed the clock. At length, it broke upon his listening ear. Oh. Ding dong. So he did fall asleep. Big old ding dong, huh? Yeah, he... <laughs> is that what it says in there? <laughs> Does it really say ding dong in the Charles Dickens book? Ding dong. <laughs> Wait, what did that say? Ding dong. Ah, oh, quarter past, said Scrooge, counting. Ding dong. Half past, said Scrooge. You read the words ding dong like a teenager. You read, ding dong. You read the words ding dong like a ding dong. How am I supposed How do you read ding dong? Ding dong. Ding dong, sir. Ding dong. Sir, please, ding dong. It's Christmas Day, sir. We got your goose. If you want to let us up, we'll put it on the table for you, sir. Ding dong. A quarter to it, says Scrooge. <laughs> no, do your ding dong. I liked it. Yeah. Ding dong. Ding dong. Ding dong. The hour itself, says Scrooge triumphantly, and nothing else. He spoke before the hour bell sounded, which it now did with a deep, dull, hollow, melancholy one. A deep ding dong. <laughs> Ding dong. A sharp ding and a deep dong. <laughs> I don't want to hear that again. <laughs> Lock that one up in sentence jail. Oh, I stand by the mercy of the courts. I yes, rarely eh? will allow Ganesh to rule on a sentence, but... In this case, he's correct. It's Christmas. Lights flashed up in the room upon the instant, and the curtains of his bed were drawn. Love a good bed with curtains. 
Nice. Four um, corner bed with a yeah. full nice big old uh, holes around the edges. <clears throat> now, Boy, I don't if know you a damn get, thing about if this. you get curtains on your bed, you're gonna get ghosts. <laughs> it is true. It is basically like a ghost trap because they fly in thing, and this looks like right up my. And head. Then they can't get out. We're talking big flowing curtains. That's where ghosts go. That's like putting up a light for a moth. That's where the ghosts uh, are naturally attracted to. And then you get them trapped in there because it's like, I don't want to leave. It's all curtains. Who's this down here? Yeah. You They're like, I'm better. I'll mess with them. It's a, there's, there's enough space. I can hang out up here. They're also, that's the other thing about these go, these curtain beds. They're so tall. There's room. You could fit three, four more people. Stack them up high. The curtains of his bed were drawn aside and Scrooge, starting up into a half-recumbent attitude, found himself face-to-face with the unearthly visitor who drew them. As close to it as I am to you now, and I am standing in the spirit at your elbow. It was a strange figure, like a child, yet not so like a child as like an old man. Oh. Viewed through some supernatural medium, which gave him the appearance of having receded from the view, of having receded from the view and being diminished to a child's proportions. Its hair, which hung about its neck and down its back, was white as if with age, and yet the face had not a wrinkle in it. I'm seeing Mr. Mime, the Pokemon. (laughs) Oh, okay. I can see that. The arms are very long and muscular. The hands the same. (laughs) That's a surprise. The little old shriveled man with the long gray hair has big, long, muscular arms. I think you know why. He's been jamming out on that Bowflex. Am I right? Or am I right? Shane, you know. Oh, yeah. You know. I mean, Shane's... Popping out of his tank top here. I mean, just—he's wearing a Christmas tank top with jingle bells on the arms. We had to actually tape them down so they wouldn't make noise on the show. Well, I wore a cardigan in, had it, to pop it off. Yeah, I mean, you got to get comfortable, but boy, these guns are a blazing like rockets, red glare. Sometimes you owe it all to the bench. You yeah. just gotta like prove it off. Yeah, and you know the rake, uh, it plays. So you know, this Christmas, I think what you got to do is get out there, call your mom, call your dad, call your family, tell them to just give you as much money as possible so you can put a Bowflex on layaway. You want to get that Bowflex, and you want the full Bowflex. You don't want the weight set. You don't want the runner. And if anybody tries to sell you a total gym, I'll tell you what: you punch them dead in the jaw. You want a Bowflex. It's Bowflex country, baby. It's Bowflex season, baby. Look, you might be sitting there thinking. Oh, I can't afford this Bowflex. I don't have room in my apartment. Take well, credit you know out. What? Yeah. You know what? Put another Get mortgage. A credit card. Put another mortgage on your money. house. Yeah. It's all. Get worth- rid of your bed. Yeah. You, you don't need it. You'll never. You got a Bowflex. You'll never feel better than when you work out on that Bowflex. People see me walking down the street and they say, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, and then and Shane says, it's a Bowflex. It's a Bowflex, fool. As if its hold were of uncommon strength, its legs and feet most delicately formed were, like those upper members, bare. It wore a tunic of the purest white, and round its waist was bound a lustrous belt, a sheen of which was beautiful. Sir, do I spy between those muscular arms and that old face you have and those bare feet? Is that a luxurious belt? That's a nice belt. Now, what kind of buckle are we talking here? Or is he going buckleless? I'd say there's a... Magnificent buckle. Yeah, and it has the state of Texas carved into it. Perhaps Hampshire. (laughs) It held a branch of fresh green holly in its hand, and in single (laughs) contradiction to that wintry emblem, had its dress trimmed with summer flowers. Uh But the strangest thing about it was that from the crown of its head, there sprung a bright, clear jet of light by which all this was visible and which was doubtless the occasion of its using in its duller moments, a great extinguisher for a cap, which it now held under its arm. 
Even this, though, when Scrooge looked at it with increasing steadiness, was not its strangest quality, for as it's its belt sparkled and glittered now in one part and now in another, and what was light one instant at another time was dark, so the figure itself fluctuated in I its I get it, all right? It's a ghost. It's a freaky little ghost. It's a fucking weird little ghost. You guys ghost. see the movie Scrooge? Um, yeah. The Ghost of Christmas Past. Is it the singer from earlier? I said the Pogues, but is it the New York Dolls? You, I, you know, the taxi driver. He's grimy. I don't know the answer to this. He's got the voice. It seems like uh, something for IMDb to answer. Well, yeah, we could look it up, but we'll just go with it. Are you the spirit, sir, whose coming was foretold to me? No. <laughs> Sorry, roundhouse. <laughs> I am. The voice was soft and gentle. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, the gift that keeps giving. Singularly low, as if instead of being so close beside him, it were at a distance. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Who and what are you? Scrooge demanded. I am the ghost of Christmas past. Shit. Long past? Nah, he inquired Scrooge. <laughs> last night. Oh, last night, you old fuck. No, your past. Perhaps Scrooge could not have told anybody why, if anybody could have asked him, but he had a special desire to see the spirit in his cap and begged him to be covered. Uh, might you doff your cap for me, sir? <laughs> not inside the house. What? Exclaimed the ghost. Would you so soon put out with worldly hands the light I give? Is it not enough that, you, uh, that you're one of those whose passions made this cap and forced me through whole trains of years to wear it? Clear your throat. Low <clears throat> on my brow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we get a little. Uh, you just put the thing. You just you barked that at us, and then put the thing down and looked at us. And then with yeah. a with a million dollar smile, well, just a, the most. He's the most satisfied he's ever been with himself. <laughs> okay, so we're clearly gonna skip the Christmas past part. That's which, like what we're skipping, which now. sucks. Uh, so it sucks we have to skip anything. What? Still say again, it's not too late to just read the rest of the book. <laughs> we we could, but, but we know what's gonna happen. This is like one of those rare times. Not like Old Man in the Sea, where we're all a bunch of dipshits and we don't know. Not like The Shining, where also, we just saw the movie. Movie. Nothing happened to the old man in the sea. It was the real trick of the whole book. Well, a lot happened. Uh, sure. The uh, Shining was good. But this one, yeah, we know what's going to happen. This is a classic. He goes back. He sees himself at school. He sees himself giving... Massages? No. Oh, well, sorry. Yeah. I was going with your he facial He just misses, <laughs> he misses out on uh, the real happiness in life, which is love. Right. Okay. I think I recall that from the Muppet stuff. Um. Okay. You want to jump ahead now to the 50% mark? And he sees how much of oh. a fool he is. Oh. For missing that. Yeah, I recall. It was right there in front of him the whole time, and he was too caught up in the money. I do seem to remember Scrooge had a lot of regrets about the way his life went. Seems to be the, the theme of this book. Anyway, fuck it. Let's jump ahead now to the 50% mark of A Christmas Carol. Scrooge here at the 50% mark of a Christmas carol. The moment Scrooge's hand was on the lock, a strange voice called him by his name. 
and bade him to enter. He obeyed. It was his own room. There was no doubt about that. But it had undergone a surprising transformation. The walls and ceiling were so hung with the living green that it looked a perfect grove from every part of which bright gleaming berries glistened. That's in the national anthem too, right? Mm, I think it's right after the part with the uh, explosions. No, it's right after DJ Khaled says, Oh, Anthem, get on up! That is my favorite part of the new national anthem. The crisp leaves of holly, mistletoe, and ivy reflected back the light, as if so many little mirrors had been scattered there, and such a mighty blaze went roaring up the chimney as that dull petrifaction of a hearth had never known in Scrooge's time, or Marley's, or for many a winter season gone. Heaped up on the floor to form a kind of throne were turkeys, geese, game, poultry, brawn, great joints of meat, sucking pigs, damn, long wreaths of sausage, it's getting me rock hard. Mince pies, plum puddings, barrels of oysters, red hot chestnuts. Oh, hot ch- nuts. Cherry oh. cheeked apples. This is the part. You ever see the Mickey Mouse Christmas Carol? You know, I have. This is, uh, you know, the, the big fat guy that looks, that was always in like goofy movies. Mm, yes. Yeah, yeah. What is that person? I mean, just fat guy. I don't know. I think it's his but name. he looks like kind of like goofy, but like a different. Yeah, like, big fat goofy. He's kind of red. Dog. Yeah, like uh, Bluto. From Popeye, the equivalent yeah, of Bluto but yeah. in the Goofy universe. Yes. Yeah. So he's like this yes. ghost and he's eating grapes off the vine. And in the cartoon, he dips the whole vine of grapes into his mouth and out comes perfectly the vine. Oh, like a chicken wing. I love yeah. it. Yeah. And Gage that's going to try that. Later. That's the first moment in my life where I was like, cartoon food is way cooler than real food. Yeah. I wish I was a cartoon. Because you know how hard it is to eat all the grapes off the vine when they're all shoved in your mouth? Yeah, you choke on the little sticks. You're going to die. Yeah. Cherry-cheeked apples, juicy oranges, luscious pears, immense twelfth cakes, and seething bowls of punch that made the chamber dim with their delicious I love a seething punch. What is it? Uh, it's a punch, but it's mad. What it's what's it got in it? Oh, um, you know, just you know, like high C. Some blood orange. Hot tamales. Arsenic. It's not your grandmother's punch. Well, maybe with the arsenic. In easy state upon this couch, there sat a jolly giant, glorious to see who bore a glowing torch in shape not unlike Plenty's horn, and held it up high up to shed its light on Scrooge as he came peeping round the door. Come in, exclaimed the ghost. Come in and know me better, man. Oh, I like Cas- Casual. I like his vibe. Scrooge entered timidly and hung his head before this spirit. <laughs> he was not the dogged Scrooge he had been, and through the spirit's eyes were clear and kind. He did not like to meet them. I... I'm the ghost of Christmas present. Boom, baby. Christmas presents. Love oh, them. yeah. Give me that turbo, man. <laughs> Said the spirit. Jamie. Oh, there's me, Jamie. I can't do an Arnold. Can you do an Arnold? Yeah, I just did it. Oh. Jamie. Jamie. I double. I am a double, man. My only Arnold. <laughs> my only Arnold voices are from Jingle All the Way, though. Yeah. That's all I know how to do it from. Jamie, give me a turbo, man. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie! Look upon me! Jamie! Scrooge reverently <laughs> did so. It was clothed in one simple deep green robe or mantle bordered with white fur. This garment hung so loosely on the figure that its capacious breast was bare. Ooh! Good thing he's been juicing on that bow flex because that thing looks tight! <laughs> As if disdaining to be warded or concealed by any artifice. 
Its feet, observable beneath the ample folds of the garment, were also bare, and on its head it wore no other covering than a holly wreath. This guy's way into the hats of the ghosts. I don't. I wouldn't care. Well, it was the time of hats. Uh, oh, yes. Mm. Set here and there with shining icicles, its dark brown curls were long and free, free as its genial face, its sparkling eye, its open hand, its cheery voice, its unconstrained demeanor, and its joyful air. Girded round its middle was an antique scabbard, but no sword was in it. The ancient sheath was eaten up with rust. He's a lover, not a fighter. Mm. You have never seen the like of me before, exclaimed the spirit. Actually, I just met two other ghosts. Oh, just one of them. No, Jacob Marley's a ghost too, right? Oh, shit. Come on. Come on. Never, Scrooge made answer to it. Have never walked forth with the younger members of my family, meaning my elder brothers born in these later years, pursued the phantom. I don't think I have, said Scrooge. I am afraid I have not. Have you had many brothers, spirit? More than 1,800, said the ghost. Wow. A tremendous family to provide for, muttered Scrooge. The ghost of Christmas present rose. Spirit, said Scrooge submissively, conduct me where you will. I went forth last night on compulsion and learned a lesson which is working now. Tonight, if you have aught to teach me, let me profit by it. Touch my robe. Whoa, buddy, forward. Touch my robe. No, thanks. Scrooge did as he was told. Scrooge is going to touch when he's told to touch. And held it fast. Oh, didn't say hold. Get your grubby fingers up in that room. Holly, mistletoe, red berries, ivy, turkey, geese, game, poultry, brawn, meat, pigs, sausages, oysters. These are a few <laughs> of my favorite things. This is what Ganesh says when he wakes up to, like, motivate himself out of bed. <laughs> sausage, prawn. <laughs> that's, that's his alarm. Brisket, ham, brisket, pies, puddings, fruit, <laughs> and punch all vanished instantly. So did the room and the fire and the ruddy glow the hour of the night. Not the punch. And they stood in the city streets on Christmas morning where the people made a rough but brisk and not unpleasant kind of music in scraping the snow from the pavement in front of their dwellings and from the tops of their houses. Whence it was mad delight to the boys to see it come plumping down into the road below and splitting into artificial little snowstorms. Yeah, so this, yeah, that's when they they go. So and what they, the present would be like without him. Well, yeah, they go to his family that he's neglected. This so he also, sees all the people that he never sees on Christmas. This is basically like It's a Wonderful Life. A is it the bit. same story? Wonderful Life, yeah, it kind of touches on that. Really, I mean, it's like the same thing, right? It's a Wonderful Life is when Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, James. Uh, Jimmy Stewart dies. I recall. Or no. Well, he wants to kill himself. He almost jumps. He wants to kill himself, and then it's like if he did, he would see like how much it affected people. Oh, this isn't that. No. Oh, yeah. Scrooge doesn't want to die. He wants the opposite. Oh, this is just a guy who should die. Correct. Yeah. Jimmy Stewart realizes how many people really care about him, and then he goes back and he is ready to fix it. Sounds like I need to turn off the Hallmark Channel and get back into the Christmas classics. You know, I only saw It's a Wonderful Life for the first time like a year ago. That's crazy. But it's great. That's like my main Jimmy Stewart movie. Do you have a Jimmy Stewart impression? Never. I don't. I know you do. And it sounds like you want to break it out. How about you send us off to the next uh, uh, page with your Jimmy? Well, I think the Jimmy is a uh, nuanced thing. Stay there's a lot of, Well, there's Jimmy. Oh, 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 I'll, show, I'll show you the moon, Mary. Mary. <laughs> 
You got to get the quiver in there. You got Ganesh in the bag. It was pretty good. I still wish you'd send us off to the next page. Take, take it to 75%. Ganesh. Oh. are 75% mark of a Christmas carol. They scarcely seemed to enter the city, for the city rather seemed to spring up about them and encompass them of its own act. But there they were in the heart of it, on change among the merchants who hurried up and down and chinked the money in their pockets. (sighs) And conversed in groups and looked at their watches and trifled thoughtfully with their great gold seals and so forth. As Scrooge had seen them often, uh, the spirit stopped beside one little knot of businessmen. Observing that the hand was pointed to them, Scrooge advanced to listen to their talk. Oh, now, now, now. Are we with the ghosts of Christmas future? Sounds like we may be. I mean, I would imagine that checks out with the percentages. No. Oh. Said a great fat man with a monstrous chin. I don't know much about it either way. I just know he's dead. Mm, we are. When did he die? Inquired another. Well, last night, I believe. Oh, like the very near future. Why? What was the matter with him, see? Asked a third. <laughs> Love this guy. Taking a vast <laughs> quantity of snuff out of a very large snuff box. Oh, <laughs> On brand. Hey, snuff him if you got him. Now, snooters? Snooters. Hey, might as well. The fun drug. He's dead. Snooters. Snooters. The fun drug. Oh, I thought he'd never die. No. I thought he'd never die, see? <laughs> Oh, God knows, said the first with a yawn. What has he done with his money? Asked a red-faced gentleman with a pendulous excrescence on the end of his nose. Now, what does that mean? Now, what could that be? A zit. Does your Kindle do the little definitions? Like, if you click on a word, does it tell us what it means? What's an excrescence? Is it a knob? Is it a boil? Uh, I believe it says it's downloading dictionary English (laughs) is the definition. On the end of his nose that shook like the gills of a turkey cock. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, there we go. That's our... There it is. That's our visual image. You know, know, one of those uh, floppy... uh, (laughs) We get it. All right. Drop it. I'm frowning at you. Uh, Drop it. Oh, I haven't heard, said the man with the large chin, yawning again. Left it to his company, perhaps. Jesus, what his chin have balls on it? Oh, he hasn't left it to me. That's all I know. The pleasantry was received with a general laugh. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. Love that. Well, it's likely to be a very cheap funeral, said the same speaker. For, upon my life, I don't know of anybody to go to it. Suppose we make up a party and volunteer? I don't mind going if a lunch is provided, observed the gentleman with the excrescence on his nose. Very relatable. But I must be fed if I make one. Yes. Another laugh. Back to the dick nose guy for some insights. (laughs) Well. He's he's hungry. I am the most disinterested among you, after all, said the first speaker. For I never wear black gloves and I never eat lunch. What? You're missing out, bud. But I'll offer to go if anybody else will. If anybody out there is not eating lunch, you got to give it a shot. It's good. Guys, best food, in my opinion, is lunch. You'll find it at lunch. Yeah. PB&J, that's lunch. What? You're going to put that up there with the best lunch foods? Uh, Yeah, that's weird. What Shane, do you guys have up there? Shane's a simple man. You know. A salad, a sandwich, soup. All those are fine. What's your go-to Best lunch. My month. go-to lunch, tacos. I want tacos. You want tacos for lunch? Yeah. What about you, Ganesh? What's your best lunch? I like a big bowl of ramen for lunch. Oh, okay. That is crazy. That would knock what? me knock me out. 100%. Oh, that would make Shane's, me go to bed. I'm give Shane the vapors. Oh, heavens to Betsy. I would be out cold <laughs> if you gave me a 
Big bowl of ramen. I recently went to a Indian buffet for lunch, uh, and that was a mistake. Ganesh has put the iPad down. He's ready to talk about lunch for a while. <laughs> I wake up in the morning, and the first thing I think about is lunch. Well, yeah, same. Oh, we finally hit on I a topic lunch. that Ganesh loves. What time do you eat lunch? You guys eat pretty. You eat. The, I, I eat like two p.m. Pretty me, late. Me too. What I'm a two p.m. You're right. We're all two p.m. boys. Yeah. Why don't we get lunch? Because yeah. if you get it too early, then the last part of the day just kind of fucking drags. Why don't we so, get lunch? Let's we get, do get lunch. We get lunch frequently. Well, without Shane, we should bring him in next time. It's too far. You guys are too far. Yeah, well, You're too you far know, up. If anybody out there wants to get lunch with us, give us a call. What are you guys on? You're like thirty seventh. You're forty second, third, forty yeah, fourth, forty fourth. I got lunch with you that one time. If anybody out there wants to get lunch with us, give us a call. Uh, it's five six seven three zero nine zero three five seven. We will get lunch with you. Just tell us what you want, and we'll get it. Well, but I won't for to go with anybody else will. When I come to think of it, I'm not sure at all that I wasn't his most particular friend, for we used to stop and speak whenever we met. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, it's just a good old-fashioned bye-bye. Yeah. You ever see a friend and the first thing you say is bye-bye? <laughs> <laughs> at their funeral? Is yeah. that what's going on? Scrooge <laughs> yeah. is dead, right? Bye-bye. It's like, bye-bye. It's more like a, a bye-bye. A bye-bye. See you later. Bye-bye. A bye-bye. Speakers and listeners... Strolled away <laughs> and mixed with other groups. It's Scrooge the, knew the man. It's David Spade. And oh, it is. Don't sully that bit by assigning it to Rob Who's, Schneider. Who else is in that? It's David Spade and like a, the host. Yeah, I forget who else is in it. Rob Schneider's the guy who says, uh, "Hey, Steve Arino, getting some mm, coffee." That's right. Yeah, it's yeah. easy to mix those up. They're both like sarcastic and annoying. Yeah, the Phantom glided on t- on into t- a street, but only one of them's like a MAGA nutcase, and it's Rob Schneider. Surprising. Not really. He's a weird ass. David Spade seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. I love David Spade. I think he's probably a really fun guy to hang out with. Weird thing to talk about in the middle of a Christmas carol. Anyway, go on. <laughs> Ganesh is going to die by the hands of David Spade. Wow. Now that would be a real twist because he just said the nicest things about him. Well, there's a twist. I don't know. His finger pointed to the two persons meeting. Scrooge listened again, thinking that the explanation might lie there. He knew these men also perfectly. They were men of business, very wealthy and of great importance. He had made a point always of standing well in their esteem. In a business point of view, that is, strictly in a business point of view. I always treated them well. I always said bye-bye. 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 No money for you. (laughs) Bye-bye. most rich people say how are you said one how are you returned the other doing great don't give a shit that scrooge died at all (laughs) well said the first old scratch has got his own on at last hey damn that's ice cold to say at somebody's funeral (laughs) like even if you don't like them so so i'm told yeah he got his huh returned the second (laughs) that's what i'll say at everybody's funeral i go to from now on we like trump's funeral oh he got his fucking piece of dip oh wait you gotta show reverence to the president come on come on come on Cold, isn't it? Seasonable for Christmas time. You are not a skater, I suppose. No, no. Something else to think of. Good morning. <laughs> bye bye. So they don't, these guys do not give a shit. These guys that. love greeting each other. I'll tell you this much these guys do not say bye bye. If you're the guy walking around town saying bye bye, you kind of seem like a little bit of a dick when these guys are saying good morning. Just, <laughs> uh, you know, just read in the room. Damn. All right. Well, it sounds like Scrooge is not missed. No, uh, sir. No, not at all. But maybe we can change that as we jump ahead now to the very last page of our Christmas spectacular, A Christmas Carol.
Alrighty, this is it. This is the uh, the send off to our our run of Christmas episodes, holiday episodes, because we started with a banger of a Hanukkah episode. But this is it. This is the last page of a Christmas Carol. And he did. Yes, he did. The clock struck nine. No Bob. A quarter past. No Bob. Damn. He was full eighteen minutes and a half behind his time. Scrooge sat with his door wide open that he might see him come into the tank. His hat was off before he opened the door, his comforter too. He was on his stool in a jiffy, driving away with his pen, as if he were trying to overtake nine o'clock. Hello, growled Scrooge, in his accustomed voice, as near as he could feign it. What do you mean by coming here at this time of day? Oh, I'm very sorry, sir, said Bob. I am behind my time. You are, repeated Scrooge. Yes, I think you are. Step this way, sir, if you please. This is uh, Bob, his, his worker, right? What's this, Bob? Parker? No, no, not Parker. Bob Parker. Cratchit? Uh, it? Was it? Cratchit. 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 Lamp it. Clamp it. Cratchit. Flip it. Twist it. Anyway, father to Tiny. Bop it. He's Tiny Tim's daddy, right? Yeah. Big Tim? Well, medium-sized Tim. Okay. Our little, no, average Bob. Oh, okay. Oh, it's only once a year, sir, pleaded Bob, appearing from the tank. It shall not be repeated. I was making rather merry yesterday, sir. Now I'll tell you what, my friend, said Scrooge. I am not going to stand this sort of thing any longer. And therefore, he continued leaping from his stool and giving Bob such a dig in the waistcoat that he staggered back into the tank again. And therefore, I'm about to raise your salary. (gasps) Mr. Scrooge. (laughs) Bob trembled and got a little nearer to the ruler. He had a momentary idea of knocking Scrooge down with it, holding him and calling to the people in the court for help in a straight waistcoat. A Merry Christmas, Bob, said Scrooge with an earnestness. It'd be a really funny reaction to just kick Scrooge's ass after he offered you a raise. <laughs> I was liable to knock his ass to the ground. Didn't know what that word was. A raise? Not me. Not for my boy, Tim. That could not be mistaken as he clapped him on the back. A merrier Christmas, Bob, my good fellow, that I have given you for many a year. I'll raise your salary and endeavor to assist your struggling family, and we will discuss your affairs this very afternoon over a Christmas bowl of smoking bishop, Bob. Mmm. Love that shit. Yeah, take all your chess pieces, only the bishops, put them in a bowl, light them on fire, you smoke those suckers. A smoking bishop. Yum. Make up. Make up the fires and buy another coal scuttle before you dot another eye, Bob Cratchit. Scrooge was better than his word. He did it all and infinitely more. And to Tiny Tim, who did not die. <gasps> Tiny Tim's still alive. This motherfucker's still kicking. Well, with one. One little leg. Good one. And he was a second father. He became as good a friend, as good a master. Oh, Mr. Scrooge, I'm so happy to have you as my little master. Because I thought I was going to be a goner if he didn't get my little raise. But I'm so glad you did, Mr. Scrooge. Shade's looking me directly in the eyes <laughs> saying this. <laughs> I don't know what to think. I'm flushed. Some people laughed to see the alteration in him, but he let them laugh and little heeded them, for he was wise enough to know that nothing ever happened on this globe for good, at which some people did not have their fill of laughter in the outset. And knowing that such as these would be blind anyway, he thought it quite as well that they should wrinkle up their eyes and grins as have the malady in less attractive forms. His own heart laughed, and that was quite enough for him. He had no further intercourse with spirits. I hope not. For the love of God. Scrooge is letting his hair down. (laughs) 
but lived a sexual awakening, but lived upon the total abstinence principle ever, ever afterward. Did these words mean something else back then? <laughs> That's pretty explicit. I don't know what Charles yeah. is Charles thinking here. And it was always said of him that he knew how to keep Christmas well. If any man alive possessed the knowledge, may that truly said of us and all of us. And so, as Tiny Tim observed, God bless us, everyone. Fuck. Uh, That's yeah. how you drop the mic on a book right there. Bam. Man. Good job, Chuck. Chuck D out here dropping some sick shit. This was a good book, man. Hundreds of years later, or maybe like a hundred years later. Or maybe like 20. Could be the eight. I don't I don't know when this was written, but it was good and we did it justice is the most important part. Raw, beautifully a, done. That's a chef's kiss from Shane. It just a rainbow flew out. It was so good. That was good. I liked it. I had a good time. I had a good Christmas. How about you guys, huh? It was great. Oh yeah, it was like it was good. I got a present. What'd you get? I got a big lump of cat shit. Ah. And it was great. That's dinner for a week. Anyway, sounds we, like you've been a bad, bad. Should, no, I wanted that. Should, uh, for it. should, <laughs> bravo. Should we cast this as a movie? Let's do it. I'm going to avoid Muppets if I can. Yeah. But um, I really would love to get that big blue eagle in here. That sucker is fucking handsome. Uh, I mean, he's just, if there was a leading man Muppet, it would be the big blue eagle. I don't know his name. Beagle. That he's, he looks like he's ripped. That guy looks like, you want to talk about who's on a Bowflex. Oh yeah, he puts the work in. I mean, that guy, blood, sweat, and tears. I'm telling you, this dude is just on top of his game. Muscles rippling. Mrs. Piggy needs to keep her eyes off Kermit. Maybe check out the hunk next door. Enough Muppets. Enough. How are you casting this? Who's your Scrooge? Modern day Scrooge. My Scrooge. Boy, this is tough. I think my Scrooge is Michael Caine. Michael Caine? From the Muppets Christmas Carol. (laughs) He's a human. I can pick him, right? It's true. He's great. Now he's even older. An even better Scrooge. He's in over 100 films. 200 of them. I'm open to new ideas, though. Do you guys have any ideas? Uh, He kind of seems a little bit too friendly for me. Well, then you have not seen a Muppets Christmas Carol. But go on. You know who I think would commit? Who? Brian Cranston. Interesting. He's on Broadway doing network. I think he would be good. <laughs> I think we've mentioned that on the show like a lot of times <laughs> that Brian Cranston's on Broadway doing network, which I, I will never pay to see. <laughs> I think he would be really good. I think uh, Michael Douglas would be interesting. That's interesting. Like a play, like a playboy kind of Scrooge. Yeah. A guy who like, I'm talking not only is a Scrooge, but day. gets, you know, women. I can see that. Sexy Scrooge. What well, This is what I think about Michael Douglas, clearly. I was, what about Daniel Day-Lewis? Put him as Scrooge. I think he could be a good I'd Scrooge. I'd watch it. I think that he'd nail it. Uh, Did you ever watch um, Phantom Thread? No. It's kind of like Scrooge. Never saw it. Getting his little poison porridge every day. Oh, is that a spoiler? Yeah, he's a. it's a pervert thing. Jesus Christ. Now, who plays Tiny Tim? We only saw him briefly, but I want to cast Tiny Tim. Because I just think. Well, that little toy Tim, it's got to be little Timothy Chalamet. This is the first time in many episodes where that is the right answer. Timothy Chalamet is Tiny Tim. Could you see him? Tiny uh, Timothy Chalamet. See him with a little crutch? I could. I'd just kick him in the knee just to watch that. Uh, I think that Timothy Chalamet's life would only improve if he had one bad leg. That would be so cute. Girls would go wild. He'd be all over Tiger Beat. Little uh, crippled Tim. That's what I'm saying anyway. I think that's, you want to take this shit to the next level, you take out one of his legs. Now, who are we thinking for Jacob Marley, the ghost of Jacob Marley? Uh, I'm going in a different direction here. I know we're doing some very serious actors. I'm going with uh, uh, Jeff Daniels oh, as, he, as Mr. Marley. He's a serious actor. I could see him as a jaded business partner for sure. He rides the line. Now, who, I, what about, for, the sorry, the ghost of Christmas? 
Pass. Ah, Ghost of Christmas Pass. I was about to just like write off. That's a tough one. Oh, you weren't even going to do it. No, I wasn't going to do it. But I think I have a good one. Hugh Jackman. Okay. He is ripped. He's got the buff arms. He's got the buff arms and he can do it all. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. And then the Ghost of Christmas Present. I don't uh, even remember the description of this guy. He's the big giant with all the food, Jason Momoa. Oh. Now, what about the Ghost of Christmas Future? We didn't really see that, but it's typically like a shining star or like a angel oh, or so like can, a Christopher woman. Lloyd. It's usually a woman. Uh, <laughs> oh. In most things. Leah Remini. From King of Queens? And from the anti-Scientology show. Yeah. Leah Remini. Sounds great. Angelic. Uh, she's also on The Chew. Now. <laughs> Wonderful. That's great. Or Mary Berry. Uh, all for Mary Berry's in it. Then we're going backwards and uh, Paul Hollywood is going to have to be Jacob Marley. That'd be great. I would love to cast Paul Hollywood in a movie. He's already got the name for it. He's ready. He's, he's ready for the big leagues. He's camera ready. Now, is that the end? Is that everybody? Well, we got like Bob. Tiny Tim's dad. Bob. Oh, Bob. He's got to be like a sickly little, you know, just pathetic. Like a Rick Moranis. Oh, well, that's kind of sad. I like Rick Moranis. He didn't. He doesn't fall into any of those categories I just said. Maybe Nat, a, mm. Nat Faxon. You know that guy? Kermit the Frog. Uh, what's that? Nat Faxon, that guy. He's an actor and no. a bunch of stuff. He seems like he could be this character. Okay. I trust you. Yeah, thanks. Just Google it. You'll see that I'm correct. Who's directing this puppy? Oh, boy. It's a holiday blockbuster. I'm thinking, okay? I'm thinking Jim Henson. <laughs> or his son? Uh, well, this, we, can, we transcend time and space. I'm bringing prime Jim Henson back. Like, I'm talking like Dark Crystal era. Well, I'm saying someone can do monster effects even better than Jim Henson. No fucking way. And that's going to be Guillermo del Toro. Oh. What? Guillermo del no way. Christmas Carol. This uh, that would you know, be that actually would be cool, but he wonderful. does not do anything better than Jim Henson, except for continue to live. Well, I disagree. Hey, that's the end of the episode, <laughs> I guess. Everybody, have a merry Christmas. Have a happy New Year. Have a great January. We'll be back sometime in January. Sometime in January, very soon, with more episodes of the Amazon Book Club. Thank you to Chris Linguist for the art, to Morris Reese for the music. You can find us at AMZM Book Club on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. You can email us at amzmbookclub at gmail.com. And finally, you can find us at thebookclubpodcast.com. And once again, if you'd like to give us a call, leave a voicemail. We will, and again, mark my words, we will put it in the episode. The phone number is 567-309-0357. That's it. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.